be the world champion with a body like that. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. And that's the bottom line. And now, your world podcast champion. And welcome to Rumbling Reality as I see Travis on video chat with his shirt off dancing to the intro. That was very disturbing. I'm just a sexy boy. Oh, God. Let's not start today. What's up, Travis? Oh, not too terrible much. What's going on, man, man? Nothing at all, man. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome to Rumbling Reality, episode 101. Yep, yeah, I'll we're about say, to give you the 101 on everything for your info. 101. I was going to say 101 Dalmatians, but I thought that was a little too kitty. So I yeah, just yeah. Coming from Ram Jam Slam, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's start reading off some news, and we'll get into breaking down Raw SmackDown, AEW, whatever we want, because it's our show. <laughs> um, so, Rusev's contractual situation with WWE. Does he know what's going on? I don't. Tell me. Uh, Rusev is scheduled to wrestle a six-man gauntlet, obviously. Um, I guess um, Rusev's presence at the pay-per-view and t- any TV events is not in any way a sign that his disagreement or over to that side. Oh, so basically, he hasn't signed a new contract. And people are thinking he has because he's going to be on Super Showdown. Mm. Will he sign? Well, I mean- I don't know. I mean, it could it could be at the point where like some some people are at where they're like, hey, you know, I'm not really getting getting the TV time, or people aren't investing uh, like they should into the character, especially when people are over like Rover. So maybe Rusev has kind of had enough of it. Uh, do you think he would be on the AEW train? Uh, I definitely think he would be on the radar. Absolutely. I do mean, you think he'd want to? But, Say what? You think Rusev would want to do that with his career, or just you know, coming coming just off the top of my head, and just seemingly from what it sounds like with Rusev, he's usually a team player type of guy, and I mean he's been literally built from the ground up uh, with WWE, which granted Cody Rhodes basically was too, but yeah. I don't see Rusev actually going anywhere. Uh, I think I think he's going to be a WWE guy, and I think they'll work out a deal before his contract is completely up. I think you're right, but just like to speculate, you know. Um, <laughs> what else is going on this week in news? Um, last night to be SmackDown re- sells out. Oh, SmackDown sold out, which is good. What are you going to say? Yeah, they re- uh, they reported. Plans for the Undertaker have been revealed. Question: or Is mark, it a rumor? It's, uh, it's as I say, it's still it's still iffy because there's two there's two matches that one of which we talked about last week, and then uh, the one that came out earlier this week is of a different plan nature. And I don't know if I would be into so it. These are not. spoilers. These are rumors, guys. Exactly. Nothing is set in stone. Um, it's still a question mark as to. Uh, if it would or will happen at all, um, I don't. I don't know. I I've, I've been going back and forth on if I want this. And for those that are unaware, the newest rumor to come out uh, for the plans of WrestleMania is for the Undertaker to come back, do a match, and he'll be doing that against AJ Styles. Uh, I don't know. 
I don't know if I like that idea or not. It's, I think it might be a little, it's that old saying, it's a little too little too late type of thing. Um, not to say that AJ couldn't do the match, and I don't know how Taker is doing physically wise. Yeah. But where he's at now, as opposed to where he used to be, like if, if this was still back in, in like the 2014 saga Undertaker, you know, where he could still have a decent match, like with what they had at uh, 20, uh, 29, which I'm sorry, that's 2013, uh, when he took oh, on CM Punk, I think we would be looking at this in a much, much different uh, aspect. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Taker now can pull off something good with Styles now. So, uh, well, I'll save the Bray Wyatt and the Goldberg speech for later. Um, speaking of, yeah, we get to that in a little yeah. bit. Um, what other news and rumors? I'm looking up stuff because I haven't really refreshed myself in a couple days. Um, Dusty Rose comments on transphobic comments regarding his um, kid. Yeah, that, well, and the whole thing started with obviously what took place on AEW this week. You always um, know what's going on is crazy. Like I can name any topic, and you always know something about something. Yeah, AEW, um, part, of course, we were going to get to this later on, but we'll go ahead and get to it now since you brought up uh, Dustin Rhodes. Uh, those that don't watch AEW consistently, uh, Nyla Rose, who is a open transgender male-to-female uh, wrestler, won the AEW Women's Championship this week from Rio. And there's been... A fair amount of publicity. There we go. Um, mm-hmm. Some good, some bad. It's kind of a fifty-fifty, and 50/50. I've seen I've seen some funny jokes about it. Like I really have, and it's made me laugh. Um, I don't know. It's like I, I keep going back and forth on how I feel about the whole situation. Um, not that I have anything against Nyla yeah, yeah. personally. But it's the it's the whole aspect of things. I mean, we've I think we've talked about it on this show before when it comes to transgendered and uh, like men who have transitioned to women and competing in sports. Um, okay, so this is a little different though. A little different though, exactly. Because in real sports, sorry to say that, even though I love wrestling, it's a true competitive nature based off right. physicality, your body, a lot of things. We all know right. that majority of men have the ability to pack on more muscle and more i'm not a scientist or a doctor but obviously men are have more density we're genetically we're genetically stronger than our female yeah, counterpart it's, true. it's it, it's it's in that there's no there's and no then women have other things we don't have too i just name mm-hmm. it name. and it's 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 different because like you and i were stating this is professional wrestling which yes don't get me wrong they are still professional athletes but this is a scripted performance so i've been back and forth on how i feel about it and then i i've thought the reason i go back and forth is because i've thought about it and like back in the 80s and 70s during the jerry lawler andy kaufman feud you know andy kaufman was infamous for being the intergender champion where he actually competed with the majority of women Um, i think he actually won a woman's title at one time so you have that for aspect um I think we've had several different aspects of females who have won male titles. You know, like a, as pure example is Molly Holly when she won the hardcore title in WWE back at WrestleMania 18, or even more recently, you know, when they had the 24/7 title and it went uh, between a few females as well. 
so it's like I, I, I kind of get it, but at the same time, I'm like, guys, it's, you know, it's this, this is one of those aspects where this is not a true competitive nature. So I don't know if I would have such a problem with it because it is a scripted performance. And at the end of the day, it's a, it's a show. You know, those championships at the end of the day, as Chris Jericho has said on a couple of occasions, they're props. You know what I mean? They're, they're just supposed to enhance it's really the story. Bad to say, I, don't like, I don't like saying that way, personally. I, I know you don't, and I'm not I think necessarily they're props a fan of it either. They're, but... Because they're going towards it, whether it's, a, whether it's a fake outcome or not. People, when they're 16 or 10 or 12, want to meet that goal. And if you say they're props, it diminishes it to me. I'm surprised someone like mm-hmm. Jericho would even say that, but he's a different part of his life. He's probably, you know, he's just... I mean, he's been doing this for like yeah, 25 plus years. Somebody who's just so. gotten wrestling, their dream is to hold that title in the hands. Say, hey, I'm better than everybody else right now. Right. I mean, that's. I mean, Stone Cold was infamous of saying on several different occasions. You know, if you're not in this business to become the champion, you know, what are you doing? Exactly. So, and CM Punk even said it too. You know, oh, he's yeah. like, you know, oh, you, yeah. want to, you want to be the top guy. So, and that's how you make the so, other wrestlers want to, you know do better and come to work early and all that crap. But yeah, sorry. Right. Right. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's exactly right. It's, and I'm not saying that that's how I view it as a prop, yeah, but yeah. that's how some people do, you know, Jericho being one of them who's openly said that just because he knows, he knows the nature of the business. So, I mean, who are we to say that, you know, Jericho's wrong and should refer to it as a prop, you know? Um, uh, I guess uh, one thing in the news that's been not necessarily news or exciting worthy, but mm-hmm. uh, it's just, to me, it's entertaining. Uh, Jim Cornette and Dave Meltzer going back and forth yet again this week. Talking about last week. Yeah, it's like continuing. It's still, still going? It's oh, I didn't hear anything about it. Still, tell me. explain. Still, um, it was. They were basically still revisiting the topic from the week before, where you know <laughs> uh, Cornette is just being his normal self, and you know dogging Kenny Omega again, and yeah, really you know, again, and, and good to, God. To, to Dave, Dave Meltzer's point, though, you know, it's like he says, you know, there's, I agree with what he says when there's certain patterns in wrestling, and you can see, like, you can see where the trends go and where they've been, things like that, and as much as Cornette wants to say that, you and I have said it before, too, that Kenny's not a storyteller or, that, or anything like that, you know, he's one of, like, the young bucks that do all this, you know, flippy-dippy type of stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah. At, at the end of the day, you can look back at Omega's matches with like Okada, for instance, which yes, Okada. they did have some flips involved, Sorry. but they're they're a great story. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can't you can't completely dog Omega, but of course, as you and I have talked about here, Jim Cornette hates him, can't stand him, and he still mm-hmm. holds grudges against wrestling a child and a blow up doll in Japan at one time. <clears throat> yeah. Back when he was in his younger years of his career, like we're talking like 20, uh, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, something like that. Like he's not the same guy that he was almost 10 years ago. Actually more than 10 years ago. Yeah, sorry to go backtrack real quick, but Nyla Rose does not look transgender at all. I know, well, it's, it's crazy. She some looks of, like a some woman. Of these people, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's I'm some sorry to say that, that in a weird way, but it's like, Usually you can tell. She just looks like a really strong girl. Yeah. So like I would never have known unless you told me. It's it's crazy, isn't it? Like Yeah, wow. Props to anybody who may be transgendered listening to this. I mean some some men that go to the women, they actually like if you didn't know, if they didn't tell you, you wouldn't know. It's like, good lord. <laughs> yeah, I mean I just never knew that. I mean 
I mean, I've heard before mm-hmm. say before, but I never really when I saw. I don't know for some reason I get Nyla Rose and that guy we were talking about last week confused. I don't know why. What's his name? That's a black I'm, guy. Yeah. He's like dressed like all girly. All um, girly. Like correct way to say it. It's AEW. Sunny, Sunny Kiss. I have oh, no idea oh. why I get those names confused. I don't either. <laughs> They're two way different people. <laughs> I, know. I know. I just, okay, I'll throw it out there. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. I get Nyla Rose and Nia Jax confused. <laughs> oh, well, maybe that, maybe that's a better, I don't know. I'm just getting confused that name. I don't know why. I would, for, I would forgive you more if, that if makes you sense. said that. Maybe that's what I kind of meant. Because, like, I mean, I don't know why that name Nyla Rose. It is there no, like... no, there's no kind of meant. You either meant well, it or you didn't. Well, I, I mean, like, it confuses me, the name. It, like, I guess it's something I've heard before, and Nia Jax uh, makes the most sense. And not the yeah. not how they look, obviously. They look completely different than people. Right. Um, Speaking of Nia Jax, I mean, she's still off TV. What's going on with that? I, last Something's I heard on. is uh, she's been recovering from her uh, knee injury that kept her out for a while, and I guess she did a post not too long back where one she's actually lost uh, a good amount of weight apparently, and Why? then I on thought, top of that, I thought it's, she's all about like, um, yeah, yeah, racing. that 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 body positive yeah. uh, movement things like that. But um, <laughs> apparently she's lost a, a good amount of weight, and from the well, last that sucks. post I that she said, me. "Do what? I need some wrestler, wrestlers that to represent me besides Owens." Dang. <laughs> Uh, I guess uh, somebody asked, you know, that she was rumored to supposed to come back at the Rumble or something like that, and she had responded to them saying, "I'm far from coming back." So I don't know if I don't know if we will see N- uh, Nia Jax again or not. I almost said Nyla Rose. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no. I I honestly I'm, I I don't I don't know if people who listen to sort of Nia Jax fans or not, but. I'm not really that sad. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a definitely not a fan of Nia Jax. Never have been. No, I mean that makes two of us. Just the two of us. <laughs> All I can think of is me, me dancing. I, I, man, you, oh, these Ram Jam moments. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm just so used to them. I thought you would just let it go. I'm st- I'm still used to them, and I still ignore them as you as you say it during my spiels. It's okay. <laughs> Um, what did you think about whole uh, Matt Hardy uh, being a jobber on Raw? He wasn't a jobber. Was a jobber? No, he was not. He got jobbed out really quick at uh, Randy Orton. That's not jobbed out when it's not a match. I know, jobbed out to me though. Well, yeah, that's why you're not in on the business and I am. So. Oh, okay, Jim Cornette. <laughs> no, for, uh, no, he was not jobbed out. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Where he was involved with the the Orton and Edge storyline, and yeah. uh, now he's set to come back on Monday and and no holds barred match. The, what, do you like what they're doing, Matt Hardy? Like this whole going back to, to the Hardy Boys thing, single. I mean, he's never not, a single no. Matt Hardy character. He's either version one or he was, uh, you know. Uh, Eat, not Eater of Worlds. You know, it's a, what's broken. a broken character. Well, it's not really some really broken. Woken, I guess. Woken. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just am not really feeling the Matt Hardy, uh, Hardy Boy solo thing. Because he never really went that route. 
No, no, he did not. And right now he's being, I think there was an article that I saw not too long ago where it listed him as being, uh, he's a nostalgia act right now. Oh, yeah, 100%. And that's kind of sad, but I mean, I guess he's, I think he's on the AEW uh, radar, just strictly because obviously if he does go to AEW, he's going to have hella more creative freedom. But apparently WWE still is trying to get him signed. They would like him to transition into more of a producer's role. But I don't think Hardy himself is ready for that yet. So Hardy B. Sorry. I'm I personally mm-hmm. I think he would do better in AEW. Like he would serve as a good backstage agent type of producer or whatever you want to call it, much to the grin of what like Hart Anderson, Dean Malenko, and a few others have done. Um just because he'd be another veteran voice that can help them, and he would have a lot more creative freedom being over in AEW, obviously, than what he has with WWE. At the same time, at the very same time, though, apparently, you know, that WWE money is pretty pretty solid, so, and he's got a family with, like, three kids, so, I mean, sometimes that security is a little bit more for people as opposed to Mm -hmm. the actual creative freedom part, the good thing about Hardy, though, is he's married to Rebby, who is more than on his side of having creative freedom. So I don't think she would really hurt so much because at the end of the day, it's Matt Hardy. You know, he's he's going to be somewhere. So yeah. I'm just not feeling the whole nostalgia thing. I don't know. I'd rather him be an actual character progressing. But that's just me. I agree. I agree. And by the way, a little funny anecdote to go with it is somebody pointed out how. Uh, he takes a concerto, the very same thing that Edge took a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago now, and Matt Hardy's back the next week, and Edge is yet to come back on TV. I'm like, guys, okay, first off, let's if you want to get logical about this, Matt Hardy has not had two neck surgeries, mm. so um, you know, not to say that him taking a concerto wouldn't be brutal, you know, on any normal human being, oh, yeah. but. But, I mean, Edge having spinal stenosis and then having two uh, fusion, neck fusion surgeries to help heal that, you got a little bit more of a risk than what you would with Matt, who has not gone through that yet. So, um, and hopefully he won't go through it. But, guys, I'm like, guys, get a little logical about this. I mean, I get it that you, want, that you think it's ridiculous how they both can take the same move and one is back faster than the other. And I'm like, well, let's look at the extent of damage that's been done to one as opposed to the other. True. So, um, Kathy Kelly announced that she's leaving WWE. Yep, after NXT TakeOver tonight, which we get to put our why. predictions in for that, too. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe I don't her and Finn Balor aren't doing good? And she's like, who? I'm out of here? I think she dated Finn Balor? Dude, that's like so two years ago, I think. Not anymore? Balor's married. Oh my gosh, I had no clue. Oh, why am I not surprised? I just don't. I don't not keep up with the personal stuff as much like I used to. <laughs> no, Finn Balor's been married now. I think he's in his. I think he, he may still be within his first year. Yes, yes, he is. So they just got married earlier this summer. So, uh, but yeah, they've. He's been with a different chick for quite a while now. I think she's an analyst for, um, like Fox Sports Brazil or something like that. So. Um, that's who he's with now. What the heck? I'm reading this now. That's nuts. When did this go down? What? Her, him breaking up. Oh, I don't know. 
like I said, I don't keep that much until uh, <laughs> if they're personal. I mean, it's not time. a crazy thing, but it's like I just thought they were still dating. I don't know. No, no, no. They've been they've been uh, a non thing for quite a while. Oh, Travis, what did you think about XFL? Dude, what do you mean? Yeah, we didn't we talk about I know, that a little bit? Air. Oh, okay, okay. I I couldn't remember if we did. Um, I love it. I love the XFL, and I did talk about it a little bit last week. Are um, you sure it opened last week? Oh, a little, maybe a little bit. You're right. Yeah, because we did the show on Sunday. But for those that may have missed it and you want to hear my review about it, you're more than welcome to go back and listen to episode 100. Um, but for those that didn't, I'll give you a recap here. They had the second uh, second week of the season starting yesterday and continues today. Um, it's good. Like it's it's good football. Like it's a good springtime football atmosphere. Um, and the uh, apparently from what I've read, the officials, like not the not referees on the field, but the actual backstage officials, Vince McMahon and Co are actually very pleased with how the turnout has been because apparently they averaged about 17,000 people in attendance for each game last oh, week, and there's okay. four games each weekend. So um, one of the things that is different this time around as opposed to 10 years ago was they sold um, season tickets, and that actually has made a little bit of the uh, the audience uh, a little bit more uh, more. Uh, Growth, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, but the attendance has been right around that seventeen thousand mark, which is what they expected. So they're meeting their numbers uh, when it comes to uh, the actual attendance figures, and apparently the views are are getting there too. So it's. I honestly think that I said it last week. Give it about three seasons. I hope after this season they expand it a little bit and add at least four more teams because I think you could do better with you ha- having. I, um, uh, an organization of 12 teams as opposed to just eight. Yeah. Um, I get why they started off with a very low number of eight, um, but I think you could do better adding four more teams. And uh, hopefully it's a success for the next uh, couple of years because I think, honestly, if, if they can make it through three seasons, I think you've got a, a good contender to kind of have against uh, NFL, which – they actually don't run up against the NFL because it's in the springtime, and NFL is off-season during spring. So it's yeah. also a good way to target a new market and still continue to bring in the football market because now you have football in springtime. Next uh, major thing is, I'm sure you'll be excited for this because I know I am, the British Bulldog could finally be inducted into the WB Hall of Fame, and that is I mean, huge. That's that. People are like, oh... Uh, they were inducted to, and it's a group. No, it's different. It's just different to me. No, it's not the Hart Foundation. Yeah, it's so just different to me. It is, it is a single induction that they're very close to getting. It's not it's I'm not excited. done being so. for a long time. I mean, it's the same It's the same premise as like what we've said every year with Owen Hart. The, the, the sad truth, though, with the Owen Hart situation is that that's probably never going to happen. I almost and wonder why it, not. It's because it's the, the ending was bad? I mean, that's sad. He put his life his, It's his... Yeah, it's it's his wife, it's or his widow, I should say now. And and all due respect to to Martha Hart, um, the widow of Owen Hart. Um, but Bret Hart has gone on record several times, as is the rest of the Hart family, and saying that she has done everything in her power, at least in their minds, to um, distance 
Owen Hart from the WWE because she feels like, and I can see her point here. So, um, but she's like, she feels that WWE would just be trying to capitalize on her husband's name and just use it for profit. And I understand that argument. I really, really do. The problem that I have had with this though, is you're trying to basically wipe away what was his legacy. Exactly. Now, Last year, he was inducted into a wrestling Hall of Fame, but it wasn't yeah. the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, so her, in her eyes, she was like, he is inducted into a Hall of Fame. He's in, like, it was a, either a Canadian or some kind of a like pro wrestling Hall of Fame that's not linked to the WWE. So she was like, this is a good way to honor his memory that way, too. But the thing is, is you can't, you can't say that because all of his biggest body of work was under the WWE banner. Mm-hmm. And and you're still trying to wipe that away when it, the rest of his family, the rest of his direct family <laughs> oh, is associated with the WWE. Yep. And it's it to me it's a it's a sad situation overall. Like I get where she's coming from, but I honestly think there's a part of me that yes, I've never been through something like what happened with I Owen think it Hart should be based family. off the media family and what they all think, not with some girl that was married to him. Sorry to say that, but it's true. I mean, it's, it, I'm kind of in that same boat, too. It's kind of like a majority situation where I feel like, you know, if the majority wants it, then yeah. that's what they should do. At the same time, I guess you can at least respect WWE for not trying to push for it in regards to being like, hey, we're going to do something underhanded and be like, since we've got the approval well, of such and such before. people. <laughs> but that's exactly my point, is that I, I give them props for not wanting to, to push it when they, in my opinion, I feel like they could if they really wanted to. Oh yeah, um, they really. Oh yeah, but but I don't know. I don't know if there would be legal ramifications that would come from that or not. But I don't know. I'm I'm still going to be on the Owen Hart bandwagon, and I hope one day it does happen. But you know what? Getting the British Bulldog in would be a great thing. And speaking of wives and widows, his wife, widow, who is a member of the Hart family, she is all for it. So there you go. She's so. I mean, I think. I think it'll happen. I really think it will. Um, it, apparently, they're pretty close to getting it, and I think if they can get Bulldog in the Hall of Fame, then it is one step closer to getting Owen into the Hall of Fame. So, we'll go back to wrestling rumors and news that we have some time. So, what did you think about uh, AEW all in all this week? I caught you up know, and um, watched it, so... <laughs> I, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch the, the full episode. Um, I had to... Uh, my my way of watching it didn't have uh, didn't have it going, so I didn't get a chance to watch it this morning before we got on uh, to do the show. Uh, but I did watch the YouTube clips of of the show, and it looked like overall it's a it was a decent show. Um, MJF, of course, still doing his build up uh, to his match with Cody, and had a good match with Jungle Boy. Looks like um, we got to see Jeff Cobb make his AEW debut, and he will be back on AEW this upcoming week as well. Um, I guess he is known as the uh, quote-unquote hired gun for Chris mm-hmm. Jericho and the inner circle, mm-hmm. which I thought was weird because I'm like, isn't that what Jake Hager is supposed to be too? That's what I was like, too. I was like, that, I was like, so you have two hired guns? Like, is that how this is supposed to go? Um, I don't know. I don't know I what thought, their whole deal is. It's just so funny to me that. that right now the other storylines you have Goldust. I mean, if you didn't watch AEW, this Goldust was like you know yelling at Jake to get in the ring and fight him and stuff. It just feels like WWE stuff. Don't call oh. him Goldust. It's Dustin Rose. Dustin Rose. Dustin Rose is sitting there. Well, he's like looks like Goldust. So I can't do it. It gets hard. But um, he's sitting there after the match is over. He's just yelling for 
um, I'm sick of using the WWE names. Ah, yelling for Jake to come in the ring. He didn't come in. And I just feel like I was watching AW and all the storylines they're pushing to me were like WWE guys. I mean, it's been said before, but it's just it's just funny. I mean, it it is, but you have to understand at least a little bit of the WWE. Company. It's it's. I get, I get where people would be like, oh, they're pushing nothing but WWE guys, because because to a degree, they're exact. You're exactly right. Like you know, Dustin Rhodes and Jake Hager, off for people that don't know, formerly Jack Swagger, um, hasn't wrestled yet, but he's been kind of building himself up on an indie level as well as uh, on an MMA level, being undefeated in Bellator. Um, he's a legit threat type of guy now. Um, nowhere near like Brock Lesnar standards, but he's a legit guy. So. Oh, yeah. Um, so the, yeah, they they finally are building to a one on one match with Dustin and Jake at Revolution, which I think is fine. That's a storyline going on. Jericho and Moxley, obviously, we know where those two have been synonymous with. Um, but at the same time, those are your two biggest guys. Jericho is obviously over like Rover, and is supposed to be the lead heel, and I would say is the lead heel next to MJF. I think MJF has that a little bit further up, honestly, on Jericho, um, just because people still cheer Jericho quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, but Moxley is, I mean, once Moxley showed up with AEW, he got a resurgence, and he has had nothing but fan support ever since. So you can't you can't ignore that. You know, to not have him in the main event picture right now, I think, would be stupid, because he is, he is right now the, I guess, stone cold, if you want to go that route of mm-hmm. AEW right now. So I mean, why not I, capitalize? The way Adam Page looks, almost like Adam Page is more of the Stone Cold, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the only real comparison there is the beer I drinking know. with Adam Page. but Beer drinking uh, and also the the thing Stone Cold used to wear, the vest. Well, I mean, to a degree, sort of, it's it's not exactly the same, but I get your but point But Stone there. Cold 100% coined that style vest. I, I I'm not gonna disagree. I think you're you're completely I, correct on that. I one. really love Adam Page and Kenny Omega together as tag team champions, and they uh, retained this week. So I'm, I I really like them as a duo. I I do too. I like what they're doing though, and I think at least it, I hope this is what it's setting up for. Again, I I may have missed this, so if this was announced, you can please tell me. Um, but announced. I believe uh, at AEW for uh, the Revolution pay per view, I think it's gonna be a tag title match with. Hangman and Omega versus uh, the Young Bucks, because this is supposed to be the this is supposed to be the start of Adam Page going heel. At least that's what it's been giving off of ever since they mm-hmm. did this whole team of him and Omega, because you know him and Omega like haven't that. always been on the same page. Yeah. So it, that's where that's where I think it's leading to. Eventually, I think Adam Page will go full heel and he'll turn on Omega. Eventually, I don't know when that'll be, but they've at least planted that seed to happen. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, is it just me, or does it feel like since Young Bucks have been put on TV and like part of a real true, like a Raw SmackDown kind of series, they've like the something of the glimmer's gone. Uh, I can I can see where that would be the case. It doesn't feel like they're to the caliber of everybody else. It's weird. I don't know how, why I feel like that. I just, I don't know. I feel like everybody else is, I'm not sure if it's big, it's maybe they're going against their bigger guys or what it is. They just don't seem to have that shine anymore like they were like on the indies where people were like always talking about them. They were the hottest tag team that never made WWE. 
you know, I, I, I think I could see where that, that would be made. I think they're still just as relevant and just as popular still. Um, but I can see where one could make that argument because it's kind of like the whole, um, uh, you don't want to have too much of a good thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, at the same time, they are known for doing a very high risk, high oriented style. And as you and I've talked about here, while I can appreciate that and I can enjoy that, especially in certain matches, like, uh, the Bucks and the, the Lucha Brothers uh, in their series of matches that they had, you kind of knew what you were going to get when yeah. they had that match announced. There was going to be a lot of high-flying, a lot of flips, a lot of this, a lot of that. Um, that's not exactly my favorite type of wrestling. Like I like certain guys. Like Ricochet is a good example of that. I enjoy watching Ricochet do that. Um, Cedric Alexander is another one I enjoy. Of course, both those are WWE guys. The Bucks, of course, are synonymous with it. Um, Omega is in that same category. It has a niche. But this is where you and I have both agreed that Jim Cornette makes some valid points. That that's where that's kind of like their gimmick. And eventually that gimmick becomes too dangerous. You know what I'm saying? And and you do start falling short of a story when you take too many risks with that type of style. 100%. So I, I still get the argument that Cornette makes. Especially as you get older, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, so much, it's so much wear and tear on your body to do the things that they do. But, I mean, if they, if they can still do it and they're still okay with doing it and it's not necessarily hurting them, so to speak, obviously everything's hurting them, but... Um, if they still feel comfortable doing it, you know, God be with them. Keep going. You know, make your make your money, son. You know. Yeah. Um. So, what did you think of Raw and/or SmackDown this weekend? This week. Raw's been very consistently good. Like they they've done very well. Now, again, you and I have talked. I don't have time to watch the full three hours every Monday anymore. Um. Uh, mm-hmm. So I pretty much just watch the the hour and a half snippet uh, that they put on Hulu the next day. Um. Everything seen. I think now finally it's the Paul Heyman transition is finally taking shape, and it's it's taken a while to do so because there was a lot of attention that was focused on SmackDown um, in the late part of last year, which is when Heyman took over right before SummerSlam. Um, I think it's finally getting traction. You know, uh, the focus has been on SmackDown. SmackDown has actually been pretty decent for the last few months. But now Raw, I think, has finally started getting to the point where it's it's getting purpose. Like each story has its purpose now. You know, I kept thinking Paul Heyman was in charge of a SmackDown. Uh, that'd be Bruce Pritchard. Okay. Bruce Pritchard's over uh, over on SmackDown. Oh, uh, while it's on my mind, have you heard? Uh, I don't know if you've read this in uh, the news headlines or not. But apparently Vince McMahon has been much more like hands off of WWE recently. I knew it was going to happen. It's a bit, we, we all, all knew eventually said it was this would happen. starts, and there you go. And I think that has a little bit to do with it too. But I think finally, you know, Father Time is catching up to Vince. That's you know what I'm saying? His dad did it for a long, long, long time, even older than Vince. So. I, except the difference between Vince Senior and Vince Junior is Vince Senior obviously yeah, had global. the territory days. That's true. So, so now that Vince Junior has you know got WWE to where it is, I just think now he's finally starting to realize that it's, he's not immortal. As much as he wants to <laughs> pretend like he is, he's not. And he's now started leaving. From what the reports say, um, he hadn't been at SmackDown 
uh, since the Thanksgiving episode. And then he will be at Raw, they said, half the time now. Whereas he used to make sure he made every single Raw. So it's. I think we're getting into the new age of Vince McMahon not really heading up or being so... Um, what do, what do we call uh, stingent? I guess or I so micromanaging. Over... Do what? Micromanaging. There we go. Thank you. Uh, I think we're getting to that point now. You know, and I, and it's a relief because look, it's both shows are doing decent. Like they're I know. both doing. Not, isn't that weird how it's happening? I think he just. I don't know. He tried to take on so many things. And he's getting older, mm-hmm. and uh, he just goes with the crap he used to do instead of like looking online, seeing if people are wanting, seeing what you know. He just thinks fans still want what they used to want babyface first the good, bad guy, and let's uh, you know I don't know. Well, Jr. even said fifty fifty booking is is stupid because how do you expect to and and his logic? No, I always, do agree with that. It's confusing. You're right. It it is. It's a hundred percent confusing. And when you think of it, some people are like, "Well, fifty fifty would make it. You know, it makes it seem like more legit because well, you know that's it." Well, the thing I meant is, to say when I was saying that, Travis, I was meant to say like, it was a bad analogy because I do believe I am a personal believer in we really need a good guy and a bad guy to make it seem like you need heat, you need you need both sides. Yes, I meant to say yes, like the do. way of doing things, like just old school storylines and those kind of stuff. And that's where I think AEW is benefiting from having guys yes. like Jericho, guys 100%. like Jim Ross. Um, because even JR is a big proponent of saying, like, 50-50 booking, you can't, if you're expecting, let's put it in perspective for people, okay? Like, John Moxley right now is in the feud of Chris Jericho, right? Moxley's been red hot ever since he got over to AEW. So let's say you have Moxley versus someone, I, I can't even name anybody off the bat. But let's say he beats them handedly pretty quickly one week, right? Well, if he's been on this red-hot streak, the next week you have him go up against, we'll say, MJF in this case, who obviously is a good heel. Well, you can't have him lose to MJF while you're trying to build him up to be a credible force to go against the champion. But let's say you do that and you make MJF win, so Moxley loses. Well, then you come back the following week and you put Moxley against somebody else, and then he wins. Mm-hmm. You can't do that because you're trying to build – if you do that too much at least, you can probably get away with it every once in a couple weeks or so. But mm-hmm. to JR's point, if you're trying to build some credibility for somebody and you're trying to get the people to back pe- certain people, you need to put them on a roll. You need to put them in uh, some sort of situation where they give you a reason to care. That's and if you don't have that that's reason, what it comes down to. you fail. People mm-hmm. are thinking we're old school. Oh, they just care about babyface and bad guys, good guys. No, if, well, yeah, if you're, that's, if that's how you care about your product or you don't care about. I mean, how else are you going to make a storyline good unless you have some reason to watch it? I mean, exactly. I didn't admit it though, whatever. But and that's <laughs> that's been WWE's biggest problem for you know almost a full decade now because Vince felt, felt like the fifty fifty booking made it feel more legit. Which, yeah, I can I can get that logic of thinking, that, except that. We, we talked about it at the beginning of the show. This is professional wrestling. And while we obviously admire it for a professional sport because of the athletic ability that it takes to do it, this is a predetermined scripted sport and openly predetermined. So you, you can't hold it to the same standards that you do with MMA or professional football or baseball or any other legit sport. You can't, yeah. you can't do that. 
Agreed. You know, but that, again, like you said, some people might think we're just too old school of a mindset. <laughs> so, um, what was my next? Oh, so I'm not, I'm still not sure how I feel about Goldberg and, uh, Bray Wyatt. Just don't know how I feel about it. Um, before we get into that all the way, did you see the Hulk Hogan and uh, Bray Wyatt thing? <laughs> I did. I thought that was awesome. I thought it was pretty good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Hulk Hogan just I seems lo- like he didn't know how to respond, which is just a great. I loved the whole thing with uh, the Fiend coming in and doing the whole old NWO paid for by the following type of yes. thing. I thought that was great. It had the FFH on there. I know. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I thought it was clever. I did too. And I thought Bray did a great job when he first comes in playing the, the belt, like the guitar, yes. like Hogan did. And then he did the whole like Hogan ear thing with the NWO and, and all that. I, I got a kick out of it. I thought it was really well done. And then Same. he fed the, the, the pig. And he fed him a piece of chocolate, and he said, I hope that chocolate wasn't too sweet. You know? And <laughs> yeah. I was like, God dang it. Like, I know. Like, it's Bray, stupid, but it's funny. Bray's a genius, man. Did you look at the pictures in the background he had of Hulk Hogan? It's pretty funny, too. Oh, man. Like, that whole segment, that whole segment with Wyatt and Hogan this week, yes, it was a you know a, probably a pre-recorded thing, but it was money. It was a money segment between the two of them. So what do we think about another week in on this Goldberg versus uh, Wyatt? I mean, is it just I don't know. It didn't it feels weird? It does feel weird, and this is the, you know I guess this is what WWE was hoping for because apparently there's people that are still even though the the plan has been for Wyatt and Reigns to go into WrestleMania for the WWE title, uh, Goldberg apparently is a lock. For WrestleMania, so they are really? fully expected. Yeah, like he's a, he's fully expected to work it. You know that probably the thing means is he, he wins. Nobody the title. knows exactly who though. That means like, he win the title. Well, and that and that's where I give props to WWE because there are again. I, did you go look at the comments um, at the videos no. on Facebook when they announced the match last week? No. What, 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 okay, lazy bomb. What, uh, what the hell, lazy bomb? I told you to go do that. I forgot. Okay, lazy. Could have just gotten right off here and gone to do it, but no, I couldn't do that. <laughs> no, uh, but people really do think Goldberg is actually going to win this, and I guess that's where you can give props to WWE for saying, hey, you know, they're they're building a, a potential match that people don't know what the outcome is going to be. Um, I still think it would be an absolute travesty to have Wyatt lose as the Fiend first time to Goldberg. Exactly. I mean, no offense, no offense to Goldberg, because I grew up watching Goldberg from the start of the streak and onward. He was a WCW guy, but I'm sorry, that's that's been 20 years now. Like that's old. It's you. It's not the same Goldberg anymore. And I know he did his whole nostalgia run in 2017, where he won the Universal Title from Kevin Owens. But that was that was what that was meant to do. That was the nostalgia run. He won the title, lost it to Brock Lesnar in what was a very good WrestleMania match, at least I thought, for as short of a match as it was. It was very well done. Um, he yeah, doesn't I need agree. to win a title anymore. I just, I just don't want him to beat Wyatt for the title, just or beat Wyatt in general. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, <sighs> if anything, as much as this pains me to say it, um, if Wyatt does lose the title the first loss, I guess, would make more sense to do it at WrestleMania, and if anything, I guess Roman should be the guy to do it. I guess. Um, 
what did you think about uh the Valentine's Day Valentine's Day segment with Otis there you and Mandy? Go. I you know it's was it stupid, cringy, funny? What did you think? I think the whole storyline's been pretty good. Like funny. I think it's really like, good. I think it's... But this one, this part felt too, too. I don't know, fake. I mean, it it definitely. It definitely felt sad, but I mean, I I can't say that as I didn't see something coming. I figured something was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I know, but it's just, wasn't it feels like too much. Like almost like they. I mean, I get it. That's how um, Otis is and his, his character, which is funny, and I like it. But they're already mm-hmm. making me not like it. <laughs> yeah, and and Otis is a very good, entertaining character. Now I'm still trying to figure out what they want with Mandy in this. Like, are they? Is she supposed to be the good one? Is she supposed like is she actually getting feelings for Otis, or is she eventually setting him up to to legit break his heart? You know the whole why and why did Dolph Ziggler show up? Like we don't <laughs> have know. any. That's the only part I'm kind of wondering what's going on now. Yeah, it's like where 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 where's that in the logic? You know that's that's like you. I'm like where, what's the logic there? Why why did Dolph show up? You know it's. Um, There's a lot so of questions that haven't been answered yet. Is Takeover tonight? Yes. Damn, I didn't know that. I, I always think Takeovers are Saturdays. They used to be. This is the first one that's on Sunday. This is the first one. Okay. So I wasn't mm-hmm. losing my freaking marbles. I was wondering. I was like. So we're going to backtrack a little bit for those that are like Ramsey that uh, you know had a mix-up on days. Mm-hmm. Takeover, yes, indeed, used to be on Sunday. Or I'm sorry, excuse me, on Saturdays. But WWE is test running this takeover to see how it does on a Sunday because they feel like they've had more viewership for their special events or pay-per-views, if you will, on a Sunday as opposed to a Saturday, which is kind of smart because, like, last night there was a UFC event, which I don't know if it was a pay-per-view, but there was a UFC event on Saturday. So probably more people would tune into the UFC event as opposed to NXT. Yeah. So I I can see the logic of them trying it. And I, uh, it's a good call. Are you gonna watch too. it live or watch it later? Uh, I don't know yet. That's <laughs> really. Yeah, really. Oh, usually. Okay, I thought you were joking. No, 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 no. It's a. I got. I got my lady. You know what I mean? Oh, I, like yeah, we, it's her day off today. It's her. It's her day off. So you know, if it's one yeah, of those things where if we if we watch it, cool. If not, it it's, it's all right. I can. I can always go back and watch it. If it's on demand. It ain't like yeah, it's not going anywhere. If I had a girlfriend, I wouldn't. I'd probably take girlfriend over NXT takeover. Sorry, guys. Well, let me let me explain too. She's <laughs> she's very supportive of my wrestling habit, but at the same time, it's but not she's never her off. deal. Yeah. Huh? But she's also never off. So. I, and well, and on top of that, you know, she puts up with me having to talk about wrestling and enjoy it so much all the time that you know what if 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 she wants a break from that, that's no. I don't force wrestling on her ever. So no. I, well, you force a lot of things on her. Wrestling's not one of them. <laughs> no comment. Yeah. Um. Hey, did you watch AW this week? We already talked about this. A. Uh, sorry. NXT. My gosh. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> I was like, I okay. No, we, I forgive you because like, no, we did not night. talk about this. I'll forgive you, you on that one. <laughs> I was like, we didn't talk about this. You freaking liar. Uh, uh, yeah, yes, I, I did. It's a pretty good show. Dude, I I'm I love NXT. And I know. This I, goes I've back never to, been a time. This goes back to what I, I told you. It. It's. Do you remember back, like in 2012, 2013? I used to push that on you guys so we much. We know. We know. 
I told you about NXT before NXT was NXT. Okay. There we go. So, yep. We know Travis. You're the lead. I'm just, leader. I'm just putting that out there because you know you slept on me for so long because you're like, oh, you. I'll get around you to wish. it. I'll get around to it. I'm like, it's an hour show I and know. it's so good. Yep. Just saying. Now we get it for two hours. So, but yeah, no. Overall, I I was actually kind of surprised that the whole Roderick Strong Velveteen Dream match wasn't going to be put on the card tonight, and instead they're saving it for next week. I was I wonder why it must be too somebody's hurt or injured or too much time. I, I don't know. I think what it was is they, uh, and this is just speculation. They're of course they're still trying to serve the master of the the USA Network too. So oh, I think yeah. what they're trying to do there is you know you don't want to you don't want to overstack your your special event cards either. And really, when you look at this card for Takeover tonight, it's pretty freaking solid. Like it's. It's got Ch- uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole for the title, Johnny Gargano versus Finn Balor, which I think is going to be freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the NXT tag titles with Undisputed Era versus what has quickly become one of my favorite tag teams now with Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle as the broserweights. I think that is amazing. Yeah, it, like, it's, it's pretty funny. I don't know. I like it too. It's just funny yeah. how Pete, like, just... He's like a dad. It's almost like it's like he just—he's like hates, so serious. He hates all of his jokes. Trying to get him out of his shell. I freaking love it. Yeah, it's it's quickly become really ho- probably my favorite team. I really hope they don't let Pete break his character in this because it's awesome. Oh yeah, let him continue being the serious one with Matt really like throwing the jokes out there out of it everything. I think it's great. I think the whole dynamic has been beautiful between the two of them. Yeah, me too. Um, Let's see, we got a... That's probably one of my favorite parts of NXT right now, honestly, is watching them too. Do what? It's one of my favorite parts of NXT right now, like, uh, storyline-wise. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let's see, we've got Bianca, Belair, and Rhea Ripley. They're really pushing Bianca, man. They're making her seem like a Charlotte Flair of NXT. Well, and somebody was saying that, you know, this is kind of... This was dumb by WWE's part of, you know, sending Charlotte over to NXT because they... They're built because they're building up. Obviously, you can tell Ripley versus Charlotte for WrestleMania, and yeah. they were like, "Well, you've pretty much given away who's going to win between Ripley and Belair." Not true. Except, except here's where you can, if you're somebody like me that likes to try to look at the silver lining in certain areas, they have, but they haven't because I believe, and if again, I could be wrong. But I think Charlotte eliminated Belair from the Women's Royal Rumble, where Belair had a very standout performance. And she's an athletic individual herself. They could go the route of spoiling people and being like, hey, Belair could actually come up with a win, because we still are two months out from, from WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. A, so lot, it's, a lot of things could happen. And I could see exactly. them doing an upset kind of thing, or Bianca wins. Yeah, and then have Rhea Ripley, you know, uh, invoke a rematch clause sometime next month and get the title back before WrestleMania. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not unheard of, and it's I not mean, like they haven't we'll done it before. Way. People know Bianca more now than they know Rhea Ripley because of the whole Rumble thing. Right, exactly. The, I'm talking the, the casual fan. Well, and, and think about this, too. The, this is something I didn't even think about until just this week when I watched a little video that they, the WWE posted about it. But it's been 16 years now since Eddie Guerrero beat Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. And I don't know if you remember when he did it at the No Way Out pay-per-view in 2004, Brock Lesnar was WWE champion. And I didn't know you back then, so I can't say that you felt the way I did. 
But did anybody really give Eddie a chance? What? Did anybody give Eddie a chance to actually win that? That's a good point. Because they just because they threw him into the main event literally the very next month after he just did a feud with his uh, with his nephew Chava. So yeah. it was like I had it in my mind. I was like, this is just a way you know to to get Brock Lesnar over on No Way Out and then get it to Mania. You know, mm. so I didn't think Eddie was going to win, and he did. So it's not impossible for WWE to throw you a curveball a time or two. Which is nice. It is very nice. Because Even that's, though if I don't love who they beat in. or whatever, I'm like, okay, well, I can, you know, it's something different at least. Right, right. That's that's my way of thinking too. Um, what else happened this week we, that we should talk about? Oh, let's see. There's quite a bit. There was, I mean, there's... Like, and there's more there, stuff um, always that comes up to WrestleMania. There's so much stuff, it's hard to get it all in one show. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, Roman Reigns let's and O'Brien. I mean, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, all I can say about that when it comes to SmackDown overall's show for this week is uh, I really hope Miz and Morrison uh, beat the New Day at Super Showdown and become tag champs again. Because I just like that team being back together. Yeah, they probably will. I'm just more a fan of letting John Morrison thrive as a singles competitor and see him being the actual champion for once. Because I think he has all the tools to be an actual legit universal or WWE champion at least once in his life. You know, and I think I think we'll get there because he's obviously shown that um, being on the indie level um, and being champion, being the champion in mm-hmm. several different promotions, Impact and Lucha Underground being yeah. the two that come to mind. Um, but yeah. I, what are you saying? Sorry. His, for his first feud, I can I'm okay with him being in a tag situation, and eventually I think we'll see him in a singles run. Just. Do you really want him to go up against the Fiend right now? I know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you as a as a good John Morrison fan, would you, you know how that would end up if they put him up against the Fiend? I I get it, but I mean, they, I don't want to see either of them lose. How about that? You can't do that. Those wrestling, somebody's got to win and lose. <laughs> I mean, at this point, like at this point, I don't think the Fiend should lose. I think the Fiend should be no. super dominant for a long time. Right now, I think I'm, I, I'm kind of the same way, and like I said, I guess the only person that I think would make even a, remotely a little bit of sense of doing it would be Roman Reigns. Oh God, I like. I'm Reigns not. I'm not saying right I necessarily agree with it, but I'm saying I can see where it makes sense. Yeah. But man, so do you have the NXT uh, card tonight? Oh, or do you need me to pull yeah, it up for you? Yeah, you're right. We should just go down and show me. I'll do it right now. Yeah, NXT. I told you. Let's do predictions. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Um, here we go. You need me to pull up the card, or are you okay. all right? Okay, let's hope no pop-ups pop up during this. A full match card. Let's go. Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai. I'm Dakota Kai. Freaking love Dakota uh, Kai. Oh, I do too. I've been a Dakota Kai fan for quite a while, and I actually like this whole storyline between the two of them, and I think this could end up being, uh, this could end up being a decent match. Like I think it could be a sleeper match where people end up uh, enjoying it a whole lot more than what we probably expected. Yeah, I think you're right. Who do you think's gonna win, or who do you want to win? <laughs> <laughs> uh, both is gonna be Dakota Kai for me. I think so too. I, I honestly think it could happen, and I'm I'm cool with Dakota Kai going over on it. Sorry, I'm stiffing so much, guys. I think I'm getting sick, so that's not a good day. 
Um, let's see. <laughs> I've been sniffing the whole show to realize that. Um, Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. Oh, Who needs to win this? That's one. the thing. Who really needs to win this? That's the, that's the real thing to me. Like, does Finn Balor, who's already been on top many times now, win it to prove he's still on top? Or is Johnny Gargano, who's really never had many, many big wins? I mean, think about it. He's lost so many big matches. Yeah, but he's also won a lot of yeah, matches, Yeah, but too. I feel like, to me, the one that stands out to most, to me so far, is his major losses, like, against Tommaso. But I mean, sure, but, I mean, that whole feud was meant to be like that anyway, so uh, you can't really hold that against well, him. that's, to me, Shinsuke, his losses stick out so hard because they were so prevalent in his career in so high-caliber matches. That's what, sadly, Johnny think is to me now. It's like his... his uh, uh, losses stand out so much now because there's such high caliber matches. But that's just me. Well, and keep in mind too that um, in regards to at least Johnny was the whole feud between him and Champa was supposed to culminate last year at Takeover, and yeah. Johnny was supposed to go over there. So both of them would have won two matches apiece for their rivalry because uh, Johnny won at the Takeover not this past year but the year before yeah. in a, a non-sanctioned fight. Then they, of course, went to um, went to another match where Tommaso beat Johnny and then went to the last man standing where he beat Johnny again. And then the final match between the two of them was supposed to happen at last year's takeover before WrestleMania, and Tommaso, of course, got hurt, so they weren't able to do that. Yeah. Um, so he was going to go over on Tommaso then, too. So you can't say that he hasn't won big matches. I'm just when, saying when, when it sticks it's out to me, it's all I'm saying. You're saying what? That's what sticks out to me, kind of like Shinsuke's magic. Shinsuke's had a lot of wins in his career, but of course, mm-hmm. not talking about New Japan, but in WWE, his losses are so huge. Like it So prevalent. Out. Yeah, it sticks out to me. Uh, so who yeah. do you think is going to win? Who do you think should win? Whatever you want. Huh. Uh, me, personally, um, both ways, I'm going Balor tonight. Yeah, me too. Uh, NXT North American Championship, Keith Lee versus... Damn. I can never say his last name. Dominic Dijakovic. Dijakovic. I can never say it. I'll never be able to say it. Trust me. That's okay. His real name is actually just Dijak. I don't know why they called him Dijakovic. I'd rather just call him Double D. But, well, no, you can't do that because there's a guy that wrestles in uh, on the indie scene in Oklahoma who goes by Double D. <laughs> Does he trademark Seriously. it? Has he trademarked it? I, I don't then know. I, I guarantee you he before. hasn't. I don't know, man. He may have, because that's, that's what he goes by. Well, there's different trademarks. There's a state trademark. There's a global trademark. There's blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, right. So right. who do you... I hope Keith Lee wins, and I think he's going to win. Oh, absolutely. Um, this match overall, though, is going to be freaking stellar from point A to point B. Like Yes. These two are huge. It's their little video package that they put oh, together for... It was so, so good. good. Um, but man, if it's not true, they are what Mark Henry said. They are redefining what being a big guy 100%. can do. And this match is going to be freaking incredible. I'm excited too. Um, yeah, Keith, NXT, Keith Lee all the way. Keith Lee too. Okay. NXT Tag Team Championship match: Undisputed Era, Fish, Kyle O'Reilly versus the Bruiserweights, Matt Riddle and Pete. Bruiserweights. Oh my gosh! <laughs> See, I'm reading instead of thinking. Yeah, uh, well, you and I already briefly touched on this earlier. I think we're both think and will. I think it's time, uh, yeah. Brothers or weights. I think it's time for them to drop the title to somebody else. 
Yeah, and I like the brotherweights. I think this is the perfect time. They are they are white hot right now. Yeah, and they're, they're inter- honestly they're an entertaining team. Did they have a shirt out? Because it's one of the few people in a while. I thought I want that represent them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know <laughs> they've got a couple out now. I mean, I've always liked Dune, man. I I mean, I'm huge. See, that's what happens. I'm Guys, I apologize for Ramsey's lack of knowledge and pronunciation of names. <laughs> Dude, I've gone through this many times in our show. If you listen to me, you'll know I have a horrible time when I <laughs> reading. The stuff. English language is not Ramsey's friend. It is crazy. <laughs> Go back to last week's episode. I still mess up Travis's girlfriend's name, who I knew before Travis in middle school. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hysterical actually. Yep. <laughs> I, it's a it's an actual problem. I think I have a, some weird problem that has not been uh, researched yet, where I just cannot pronounce. A little bit dyslexic, it. you think? It's mostly names. It's the weirdest part. Oh, okay. It's really just names. I feel like I should say it this way. But like, you know what? It has to be that way, not this way. Um, oh, yeah. I also do the same thing with analogies. I do all the time. I can't help it. Oh, I do too. I do too. I make analogies all the time also. Like I'm like, uh, two birds with a, with a stick. And I swear to you, I thought it was true. I mean, that one's a little more more of a joke. But I'm saying I do those kind of things. My sister's looking, my sister's looking at me like, what? All the time. Yeah. Two birds, one stone. Not stone. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying I literally do those kind of things, typical things you hear, and I screw them up. That's my, uh, that's my little um, wrestling character if I ever have one. Oh, that's funny. Um, so I want Matt Riddle and uh, Pete to win. Pete. <laughs> I'll accept just Pete. The funny part is I really like Pete. I'm not a giant Matt Riddle fan. I actually like this duo because of Pete. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a huge Matt Riddle fan, so yeah, I'll take. I, you like, I like any guy I like that Pete Dunne too. Can fight. Uh, NXT Women's Championship match: <laughs> Ray Ripley versus Bianca Belair. Okay. You still mispronounced her first name. Oh my, Rhea. Yeah, it's Rhea, oh, not oh Ray. My God, <laughs> I need a show that just dedicates me messing things up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Why do we do a podcast? Okay, uh, Rhea Ripley in this one, uh, both ways. Uh, I I come on, say her name. I, say this it. one I don't know. I mean, I'm not a giant Bianca fan, but I do like her and what she represents as a heel. Um, mm-hmm. Who I want to win is probably Bianca. Who I think is going to win is Ripley. Uh, oh. NXT Championship match. Adam Cole versus Tommaso. And guess what? I cannot say his last name every time. You want me to say it for you? Yes. Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa. See? There it is. I literally said Ciampa, and I still thought it was correct, even though I know it's not correct. Wow. And and for people that also that might hear it, uh, it, you can pronounce it Ciampa or Ciampa, depending on how you want to You know, I just want, like, old-fashioned names, like a Matt Hardy or a Jeff Hardy or a... You uh, had to throw the Hardys in there, didn't you? Or a Steve Austin. I can pronounce those names. You freaking Jeff Hardy Mark. What? I said you freaking Jeff Hardy Mark. (laughs) I I, I really... uh... Dude, (laughs) I freaked out when... Randy Orton was talking, and the Hardy Boy music hit. I thought, guaranteed it was Jeff, but why would Matt Hardy come out to defend Edge? And I was so pissed. <laughs> I was so pissed off. I like got out of my seat. 
Oh, oh my god, Jeff Hardy. I'm about to text you and message you, and I saw Matt come out like, oh damn. I love Matt, but I was so pissed. Yeah, Jeff ain't back just yet. I know. <laughs> so who do we think is going to win this match? Bebe? I keep going back and forth on this because I don't know how they're going to go on it. You know, I'm like, I was, I was like, I'm trying to figure out, are they actually going to make this the night that the era crumbles? Like, that they just completely implode? I think they might go that route. Like, make it like a whole sec, a whole couple month long regime where Undisputed is doing and be doing bad. I, I kind of think so, too. So, I, and then a part of me thinks that they have to have a heel going into the WrestleMania season as champion so that he can lose uh, wherever he defends the title. Um so then there's that part of me that thinks like that where I'm like, as a booker standpoint, I'm like, do you keep your heel as champion or do you go ahead and go with it? And, mm-hmm. you know, I think I'm, I'm going to, Ooh, I think I'm going to go with Tommaso tonight. I think they're going to let Tommaso go with it. I think Cause so fans, fans love him. He's been, he's been great since he's been back. Mm-hmm. And I think they, I think they're going to give him back the title that he technically never lost. I honestly think you're right. And it would not surprise me, and this is why I think they could go this route, for the NXT title match, whether it be at a TakeOver or where there's rumoredly supposed to be an NXT title match at WrestleMania this year, Mm. um, it would not surprise me if the NXT title match ends up being Tommaso Ciampa versus Finn Balor. I could see that. I really could. Mm Mm-hmm. Me too. Um... Okay, well, that's the prediction card. I was going to do... There was something else I want to talk about before we get off air. It was something one of the main guys on the Raw or SmackDown, I forgot. Um, oh, do you like the whole... What do you think What do you think about the progressing of the Owens, Seth Rollins stuff? It's, this is where I was getting to when I said I think Raw was, start, was just now starting to get traction for their stories and, and their feuds and everything because I was not a fan of it at first. Um... I thought it was very forced Me because, either. again, it was the whole group with Rollins and the AOP and Murphy was just so random. You know, it was like there's no name for them. It's like these guys are just following Seth, and there's still no name for the group. So I'm like, I just don't know. It have to be for now, I guess. still pretty new. Right, and I'm just like, I don't know how they're going to go about this. Like, this just seems so out of left field. However, I think it's finally getting to where WWE wants it to be. Um, Owens, I think, is doing great as a face, which that's part of why he's doing this anyways, because WWE didn't think he could be a face and get people to cheer him, and he's proving them wrong. He's like a Stone Cold um, face where he's still kind of bad, but you like him. Right, right, right. He's not the, the traditional good guy doing all the which, good which, guy which stuff. Which is what works. Know? It works better. I agree. You know, the, the whole look of the anti-hero kind of always seems to work. Um I like that they put Samoa Joe in there. I find it funny that uh, the guys that are on one end of the spectrum are like in real good shape type of situation, yeah. and then the guys on the opposing team are like they look like a bunch of average Joes to a degree. It's but we know, sad. no pun intended, on yeah, Joes. Joe. But uh, uh, but that but that's what it feels like is that they're just the the average big guys, but they're all big guys that can move. You know, Owens can move, Joe can move. Eric and Ivar, uh, the Viking Raiders, they can move like nobody's business. It's a, I think they are getting a very good feud um, building from this, almost like a faction type and of I thing can, going on. Oh, if they do it correctly, I think this is Paul Heyman's strings. 
I could literally see that, that what you just said. It literally feels like that. It feels like two maybe pretty good factions building, which I'd be cool. I, we need some solid factions. There's too many guys on there. We need it. I'm, I'm okay with keeping Murphy, Rollins, and AOP as a faction. I think the whole Joe, Owens, and Raiders faction, if you will, is just going to be for a short amount of time, which I think is fine. That's perfectly fine. Um, but I like what they've put together. Like I like how everything is structuring together, and I think this is going to end up being successful in the in the long run. I think this feud's going to be pretty pretty good, and I hope eventually that it'll lead to like an eight man tag elimination match to where that'll be the that's going to be the blow off. You know, whether that be at WrestleMania or at Elimination Chamber, wherever. I just hope that it's an eight man tag elimination somewhere. And I hope it involves all of them because they showed on Monday that they can pull it off, that it's a very good match. Um, Hell, I would even be one to say that if they would be willing to do so, bring War Games back for the main roster and have the the two teams compete in a War Games match. Ooh. If they're willing to go there and throw War Games as more than just an NXT gimmick and put it on the main roster. I wouldn't mind that. Be cool. I wouldn't either. I think it would be a. I think it'd be a really fun match. That's a good idea. You should pitch that online. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. Um, I think we covered covered all of our bases today, and I uh, did not take my pre workout today. So if you can tell, I'm stumbling. I'm mumbling more than usual. Bumbling. Bumbling. <laughs> rumbling. Ooh, see there. Ooh, putting tidbits. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I think we hit all of our points today, and we've done it in, in about an hour. Look at that. Hour and ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Look at that. We're we're good today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, um, do we want to do any kind of top top? It doesn't have to be a top five thing. We could just talk. We literally could just talk about our life this week. Anything went down this week they want to talk about? Personal stuff, fun stuff. Uh. I'm gonna let you go first if there if there is uh, something there. So you yeah, go. Yeah, so I don't want to do a top five every week. You know, it gets too much. So, so this week uh, Valentine's Day, one of the busiest days of my work. So that was uh, crazy. Uh, what oh, else? I can imagine, especially on a Friday. Yeah, it was nuts. Um, what else happened this week that I was excited for, or that came down? Started trying to work out again. I got my whole upstairs gym built, and I've been so busy. I have not really had to work out, so I've been finally working out upstairs, which is nice. Good feeling. Uh, nice. Besides that, I'm a two two card pony show. See, there you go. My analogy. <laughs> See, and, and I've kind of got my. I started getting my little gym area put together yesterday. Yeah, I um, did too. So, what what is your stuff consistent of? Right now, I've just got the kettlebell. Um, I'm in the lookout for a. a, a a friend of mine is looking out for a elliptical, a pre-core elliptical machine for me. Nice. On uh, that's what I w- I want to put in there. And then once I get a kettle, uh, I've got my kettlebell set that was given to me as my Valentine's Valentine's Day gift from my my lady. Um, I think all I'm going to need at that point would be just a bench potentially, mm-hmm. um, and then I can I'll be I'll be set to always do at least some type of home workout regime um, if I can't make it to the gym. But I've got my little. I cleaned out the garage yesterday, like got it swept and moved stuff around to where it oh, yeah, all fits nicely. Oh, yeah, the garage makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, for Christmas, one of my friends got me some mats, like those mats that you can put down and they're nice. like puzzle pieces. Yeah. Um, I need one more set though, I think, to make a pretty good, decent size area to put all my stuff in. But 
yeah, I'm going to have like a little, uh, a little MP3 set up so that I can, you know, plug in my phone and hopefully once I find an elliptical, I can just, you know, uh, blast whatever through there, through my phone, through there, and I can choose my music, whatever the case may be. But yeah, I'm looking forward to getting my home gym put together myself. Is your is your uh, Kristen gonna use it too? Or? Yeah, she'll be more than welcome to if she, she wants to. She, she work at kind of girl or no? Not really, <laughs> um, not really her thing. However, we did just get DDP yoga not too long ago. So oh, that's what's different than that might be. That's more like a body maintenance kind of thing. I feel like you know. Like yeah, and and there might be something. Uh, we I talked about earlier with her this week about potentially investing in like a little small TV, like a little 25 inch TV that you can get at Walmart for like a hundred bucks. Oh yeah. Um, and then just taking uh, one of the Apple TVs we've got and taking it out there, hooking it up to where I can do yoga out there if I want to to give it a shot and uh, just keep up with everything that way too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love I love it. I love having. I'm gonna love when it's done, you know, when it's all put together and everything. I think I'm gonna enjoy having that gym put Heck together. Yeah. Um, so I was gonna say before we do our little closing, make sure guys, if you like this podcast, leave us a comment. If you listen to us uh, all these years and wanna, we never say it enough. We say maybe like four or five episodes out of every fifty. <laughs> make sure, <That's> right. <laughs> make sure you leave a comment about you know why you listen to the show or how much you hate Travis. How much you love my opinions? How I, you know those kind of things. <laughs> Give us suggestions on what we should and shouldn't do. Get Ramsey unconfused and have him speaking better dialect later yeah, on. Yeah, but that's like part it's of like, my shtick. Okay, what? It's not. Been, I mean, it's all been a part of your shtick for like the no, last I'm serious. five minutes. That you might as well it. embrace it. I mean, you're embracing it as of the last five minutes, sure. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's still better than nothing, man. Come on. I guess <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> But yeah, please leave us comments of why you like the show, what you might want to see on it, anything like that. We love hearing from you guys, and we want to keep this going. So you let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you may want us to try out, whatever. Appreciate you know, that let us much. know. Uh, travel, take it out. All right, guys. Thank you again for tuning in and listening to us. And make sure, like Ramsey and I just pointed out, comment on it if you enjoy the show this week. Let us know what you do and don't like and maybe want to try out. Make sure to like us, share us with your friends, family. We're on Twitter at Rumbling Reality and individually at WWE Ramsey at Travis underscore Falhawk. You can also follow Rumbling Reality on Facebook where you can like us and share us there too. Guys, keep it going because we enjoy doing this for you guys. It's fun. We sure do. Um, shout out to Tyler. Tyler said, shout me out. So shout out to Tyler. Tybee, what's up? And shout out to Georgie's, my brother's new dogs. He adopted two Georgie, dogs. Georgie, new dogs. What's up? <laughs> All right, guys. That's funny. Uh, all right, guys. Well, again, thank you very much. Don't forget to do all that that we just talked about. And I'm going to wrap this up. Don't interrupt it afterwards. Peace. See ya.